0: Today is August the 17th. Does everything always work out for us? Let's find out together as we read Psalms 87 and 88 and Proverbs 22. Reading through the Bible any year, as we are, uh, we find that uh, sometimes the Psalms. Um, Sometimes they fit together really well, and we could talk about one particular theme. Uh, Sometimes they don't, and this is one of the days that they don't. Let's start in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 22. If you read through the book of Proverbs, notice in 22.17, Solomon says, Listen to the words of the wise and apply your heart to my instruction. It's good to keep these sayings in your heart always ready on your lips. And then he starts another series of Proverbs, but it's different now. Verses 22 and 23 fit together. Don't rob the poor just because you can or exploit the needy in court. The Lord is their defender. He'll ruin anyone who ruins them. 24 and 25, another four-line Proverb. 26, 27, another one. 28, a two-line proverb. 29, a two-line proverb. What we've seen up to chapter 22, verse 16, from chapter 10 to twenty-two, sixteen, they are all two-line proverbs. They're all apparently intended to be a workbook that a young man or woman can work through see these Proverbs. Maybe Solomon's intent was that they take these Proverbs, classify them by themes, but he jumbled them all together so that you had to work a little bit, dig at it. When he comes to chapter 22, verse 17, he says, okay, that section of the book of Proverbs is done. Now listen to the words of the wise. It appears that the words of the wise are not necessarily written by Solomon. They are the wise that Solomon is aware of. So Solomon continues his collection of Proverbs, but now they're no longer two-line. They can be four, and as we see in chapter 23, they can be entire paragraphs dedicated to a theme. They're not necessarily his. They continue to be wisdom. We'll come back later. And we'll take a look at that in other weeks. Now let's go back to Psalm 87. Psalm 87 is a beautiful psalm. It's all about Jerusalem. On the holy mountain stands the city founded by the Lord. He loves the city of Jerusalem. And the rest of this psalm is dedicated to Jerusalem. Uh, It's beauty and the very fact That the Lord has chosen to live there. Then we get Psalm 88. Now, I struggled with Psalm 88 quite a bit because, not because it's hard to understand, but because it's different from any other psalm. There are other psalms in which the psalmist talks about his uh, discouragement, even depression. But he always comes around in the end and says, but I, I still trust in God. In Psalm 88, he starts in depression and he ends in depression. As you read Psalm 88, it, it may have um, depressed you. It certainly did me. So I began doing a little bit of research on Psalm 88. As I looked at the opening, the the introduction that occurs even before verse 1, Psalm 88 for the choir director. A psalm of the descendants of Korah. A song to be sung to the tune, the suffering of affliction. A psalm of Heman the Ezraite. I looked up Heman what I discovered was, uh, uh, surprising to me. Uh, Korah does appear to be the Korah who rebelled against Moses. His family, or 250 members of his family, died, uh, before Moses. The earth opened up its mouth and swallowed them. I wonder if that's, uh, what uh, uh Heman is talking about in verse six: "You've thrown me into the lowest pit, into the darkest depths." Remembering uh, what happened to Korah, his ancestor, in First Chronicles chapter two, verse six. In one of those passages where we have just a list of names. Name after name. In first Chronicles two, we go back to uh, verse four, it says that Judah had twin sons from Tamar, his widowed daughter in law. You remember that story how Tamar had married Judah's sons and one after another died. He finally had a son that he should have given to Tamar to perpetuate the line of his firstborn but he chose not to give her to him. Tamar, dressed as a temple prostitute, seduced uh, Judah, who had sex with her, and she bore twin sons to Judah. Their names were Perez and Zerah. Now, verse 5 goes on. Sons of Perez were Hezron and Hamel, and the sons of Zerah, Were Zimri, Ethan, Heman, Kalkol, and Darda. These were the Ezraites. Heman is listed here as a grandson of uh, Judah, along with his brother Ethan. Now, if you'll notice, Psalm 89 is a psalm of Ethan, the Ezraite. These two psalmists, Psalm 88 and Psalm 89, appear to have been um, grandsons of Judah. Uh, They lived well before Moses. They lived well before David. These are... uh, Judah's, Israel's, grandsons. They grew up in Egypt. By the time Heman is writing Psalm 88, it well may be that Israel has become a slave nation in Egypt. That would explain the, the darkness of Psalm 88. That would explain why it is that it's so depressing. They didn't have much happiness in their life. Now, we know what eventually happens. But here in Psalm 88, we're left with the depression of what happens when things go bad. We started with the question, does everything always work out? Well, According to the New Testament, yes. But it works out in God's timetable. In that timetable, it might not work out in my lifetime. That appears to be the case with Heman. Haman saw Israel in slavery in Egypt, and it was depressing. So he expresses that to the Lord. Now it worked out, but it worked out generations later when Moses came. And God delivered Israel from Egypt. What about you? Are things going on in your life that are depressing? Are you wondering when things will work out? Stay connected to God. Recognize that they will eventually work out. But even that might not be in your lifetime like, follow, and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com Tomorrow, we'll answer the question How do you solve a theological problem?